Hello, 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 and welcome to the Agua Aficionado podcast. Today's pod, we got some good stuff for you. First off, it's going to be why Lee Parsons is the Kevin Durant of Algorand. If you don't know who Kevin Durant is or Lee Parsons is, well, I'm going to tell you. Um, also, we just have some good news about the Pixel Guy Shuffle and one of the latest winners that also happens to be the host of this podcast. And we're going to go over a few other things. Um, so to kick off, I just want to rant a little bit about, um, first of all, my audio quality. So I have a great a Scarlett uh, 18i8 audio interface and an MXL 3000 microphone. I probably got like a $1,000 audio equipment set up here. And my microphone was just not cooperating. I need to get a new stand for it. So because I was missing one little stand from all of this equipment, you're unfortunately stuck with my gaming headset, which has terrible audio quality, records every little S sound I make, and also is incredibly difficult to compress and equalize in uh, just you know production, post-production, which I don't want to spend too much time on post-production for this because um, I'll just get so burnt out so quickly. But the goal here is to be a weekly podcast where I just talk about the different news that's going on. We're not trying to be super professional here until maybe one day I get a producer. Um, I'm just trying to be entertaining. That's my goal. And so uh, that's what I want to do. I want to provide some quality content for you guys. So first things first, uh, I want to talk about, <laughs> I said Lee, Lee, um, Lee Parsons. So Lee Parsons is the CEO of Opulus, which is a project on Algorand that essentially aims to turn music into NFTs. And so if there's a new artist or an established artist and they want to um, not go the typical route of with a recording company and whatnot, which I really get, I'm, I'm a musician, so I, I can really appreciate that. They can turn their, um, their music into an NFT and people can buy the tokenized version of that. So they can have tokens and then they essentially get paid out in royalties. It's a innovative it's a, it's a brilliant innovative concept and it just shows the opportunity that algorand creates for so many industries um and i was super into it when i first heard about it i was excited and it was a, a it was on yieldly which if you don't know what yieldly is i'm sure we're going to talk about it um in the future wow if there wasn't enough issues already with this stupid microphone situation they're doing renovations on the apartment above me, and I, if it gets any louder, I'm probably going to lose my mind. But anyway, back on track. I'm sorry. So I first saw, came across this on Yieldly, and I was super impressed, and I looked into it, and I decided to buy into it, and I, it did great. It I, I made some gains, and uh, I, I have nothing to complain about in that regard. But until I followed their CEO, Lee Parsons, on Twitter... And I want to be fair here because, first of all, the project's successful. Um, so I have to give him some credit, obviously. And I don't, I haven't ran a project like that, so I can't really be too critical of what Lee Parsons has done. All I can do is say that, from my perspective, he's just a little unprofessional on Twitter sometimes. And again, to be fair, uh, a lot of people. That follow him on Twitter equate this uh, what I find unprofessional. They say that it's just he's just passionate, and he's a passionate you know person. He's passionate about his project, which I get. You know, like I'm I want to do this podcast. I want to be passionate about it, 
And um, but I think sometimes you just, you know, somebody like there it was one day and I, I should probably have gone and seen what these tweets said so I could actually represent him well. So I'm not going to say what the tweets said because I don't want to misspeak what it was. But he said something on Twitter and somebody quote tweeted it or commented. I'm sorry. He said something on Twitter and this guy commented on it and he just said, hey, man, this is really cringy or something like that. Something to that effect. And Lee quote tweeted it and said, you know, he said something that it wasn't it first. I mean, to even acknowledge it and retweet it. I think that's the number one rule. Like when you're when you're at a, a position that this guy's at CEO of a very successful project, up and coming project, you are probably going to just not acknowledge people on the Internet who try and say things that are negative because uh as soon as you acknowledge that, you're giving them what they want. And so he he commented on that. He retweeted this comment, and then I quote tweeted it, and I was like, and and th- there was something before this that made me pull out of Opulus. So at this point, I'd already pulled out of Opulus, and I said, uh, I said, you know, this is why I'm not in Opulus anymore because even though it's a great project, their CEO uh, entertains trolls a little too much. Which unfortunately, my at or whatever you call it, you know, my screen name, I guess, if we're if I want to give it the boomer term, um, is Brogel Troll. It's a play on my last name. It's not Brogel for anybody out there that thinks it's Brogel. It's Brogel Troll. And I... So people instantly assume anytime that I say something negative that I'm just trolling. I'm, and I'm not. I'm, I'm being honest with my opinion. I try to not be abrasive, but sometimes I'm also a little blunt. And I, my, my filter can be lacking. And so is what it is. And so, um, I just quote tweeted and I said, I'm, I, this is why I pulled out Opulus because, you know, Lee Parsons likes to entertain trolls and he like, and he just, any, any waste, if I was an artist, be holding his coin and, and, and being a part of his project, I bet is great when it's not about, like, it seems like to me, if you came to him as an artist who is trying to have an NFT created, and you said, hey, I don't agree with things are going, his reaction to that would probably be not professional. It would probably be, like, I know for facts, for a fact, one of his favorite statements I've seen him make on Twitter is he'll quote tweet somebody or something, and he'll say the words, stay poor. If I was an artist, and I don't like the way things are going or something to that effect, and, and I come to you as a businessman, and I say, Hey, I, I wish we were doing this a different way. I don't agree with your approach. And you say to me, "Stay poor." I, like, I just, and I'm not. And he may, he, that may be Lee Parsons on Twitter, and he's a completely different person when he's working with artists. I don't know, but from my perspective, it seems like it's he he doesn't know boundaries, and he doesn't know when it's time to you know really respect someone else. I guess. Um, and maybe maybe he treats the artists differently because they can make him more money. I don't know, but that was the general vibe I got from him. Was just that Lee Parsons probably isn't very professional. And again, it's treated. It's called people. Other people call it. You know, he's just passionate. They just say he's just a passionate guy. And if that's what you want to roll with, roll with that. I say all of that to say this. I even more didn't care about Opulus because they came out with their first NFT, which hasn't even been released yet. They just came out with a six-second little tidbit of it it's called mona lisa is the song and it's by lil pump and soldier boy and 
yeesh. I wasn't too excited for it. And so that was kind of my, like, okay, like, this was a good decision. Um, we don't have to take it too seriously and whatever. Well, now they have announced their second artist. And this is where the coin kind of just, um, you know, not the coin flips, doesn't make sense, but I'm, I'm kind of, like, interested. Kyle uh, is a rapper slash kind of singer guy. I'm not super familiar with him, so I'm not going to sit here and say I'm Kyle's biggest fan, but I do have good friends who love Kyle, and um, a lot of my friends, I think, I respect their music taste. We have a very wide array of music tastes. We're all in this, like, album club together, and my friend picked Smile by Kyle one day, and it, it he makes good music. And I'm so, I'm really, it's making me interested. So I was interested in buying this SNFT, and then I found out that the Opulus coin is on Algorand, but these SNFTs are on Ethereum. And I've, I already have Ethereum. I have Ethereum, NFTX, Chainlink, Matic, and a couple other coins. And they're all in what I call sushi swap, sushi swap jail, um, and it's because just to just to swap out, I'm like trying not to get frustrated right now. Just to swap out some coins on Ethereum is so expensive because of gas fees. Like it's it's a meme to talk about gas fees, but if you have anything on Ethereum, it's actually a burden. It's a massive burden because it, like an algorithm, it blows my mind. Like I'm like, hey, I'll trade you this, you know. I trade stuff all the time. I traded like some tiny trolls the other day or whatever. You trade things on Algorand and it, it's just, it, you don't even bat an eye. It's just here, I'll send you this, you send me this. I'll never miss that half a cent I had to pay. Okay, I apologize. My microphone completely died on me there. Don't know what happened. Can't even rely on the old reliable gaming headset. Anyway, it's probably good. I probably needed it to be knocked off my rant. On Algorand, you can just you can just trade. You can have all these silly nft games and stuff where there's just stuff going to different wallets because there's not this gas fee that's just so anyway i really wanted this i, th I thought this kyle snft would be super cool to get and i was excited for it and then i found out it's actually on ethereum and i'm i'm just i'm over it like as soon as i can get my stuff out of sushi swap jail i'm never going back and i i'm as cool as it would be to have this kyle nft uh i'm just not down at all i'm zero percent down with going to ethereum and trying to buy it i already ha i have one final project that's on polygon right now which i guess is also matic but you can this is what's crazy too you can buy matic you if you buy matic on coinbase which don't laugh at me because if you're in america it's really hard to buy coins anywhere you have to do a kyc nobody will sell to you it's infuriating like it's just like ethereum like it's all very frustrating uh so I have to buy on Coinbase, and you buy. I would buy Matic because there's this one project called Continuum World, and it's based off of Stardew Valley supposedly. So that's why I like it because I love Stardew Valley. I'm kind of a sucker for these farm sim games like uh, uh, Animal Crossing and Viva Pinata. If you ever played played Viva Pinata, it's great. Anyway, uh, kind of shameless about it. First episode brought it up. No shame. So there's project called continuum world and i wanted to buy some some uh their coin which is um i wanted to buy some of this token and so i bought some matic on coinbase sent it to my metamask and it somehow was it became it became matic matic on ethereum blockchain 
and you have to bridge it to poly so to uh, polygon excuse me so i sent it from the <laughs> so i sent it from coinbase to metamask and then found out i had to pay 150 dollars in gas fees to get it on the polygon so i waited until 3 a.m i i i sat on my couch and watched whatever i could late at night it was probably impractical jokers for a few hours until 3 a.m and dude it was like 120 dollars so i was telling my wife about this i was like i stayed up until 3 a.m last night to save 30 dollars she's really big on saving money anytime possible and i told her well i would have gone to bed at 10 or 11 so that's four hours for thirty dollars. So, I I it was seven dollars an hour. Like I'm my, I would like to think my time is worth more than seven dollars an hour. So, anyway, finally moved that over and I was able to make all that back through staking 100% APY, which is nice. But I'm just it really hurt me. It didn't hurt me. It just it was just such a bummer that this. I I think it's I finally kind of think Opulus has this cool artist on it and i'm like you know what i'll get this snft i'm totally down i think it's called an snft forgive me if i'm miss calling that the wrong thing and uh turns out it's on ethereum so real bummer but at the end of the day i do want to say even like if i do think lee parsons is somewhat unprofessional on twitter oh i was comparing to kevin durant this is gonna be another five minute rant i'm gonna try to keep it short because i'm trying to move on from this so kevin durant if you don't know he is probably the best NBA player in the NBA. Uh, he's six foot eleven. He's got a great shot. He can shoot from anywhere, and he can also charge the paint. He can do anything he wants. He's just a big guy who's super mobile and can shoot really well. And that's actually kind of a rarity in the NBA. Typically, you're either like a small guy who can shoot really well, or kind of be sneak like super fast. You're either small and fast, or you're big and unstoppable. It's kind of like how it goes. But every once in a while, there's somebody who is big and move mobile like lebron james who's just a little bit too old now um i say that he i'm pretty sure he like dunked last night when he played so i don't want to say he's too old to he's he's not too old to still be an nba player he's probably not too old to play three out of five of the positions he's just too old to be the number one player in the league uh, at this point in his life but kevin durant he's super successful he's a powerhouse in the nba he's on the Brooklyn Nets, he's a great team around him. The guy has every reason in the world to think that. I mean, every every reason he, he's he's a lot of people want to be Kevin Durant. He's rich. He's got all this money. I, I don't know why I said he's rich and got all this money. Clearly, my mind, my priorities are jacked up. But he's a super successful, famous athlete, and he is notorious for talking to nobody on not like nobody's on Twitter and entertaining them when they come after him. And that's what happened with Lee Parsons. When I quote tweeted him on that thing, he, like, commented on me, and he was like, oh, you know, like, he was doing these laughing emojis, and he was telling me how wrong I was for pulling out of Opulus, and how I'll, it was a dumb investment, whatever. And I was just mind-blown, because here I am, this nobody, literally a nobody. I have, like, 150 followers on Twitter. I have some friends in Discord. Outside of that, nobody in Algorand, is, it's, of, it's of no consequence uh, who I am. Which, if I ever stop and don't say anything for a second, it's because I'm trying really hard not to use bad language. I want this to be a podcast that you can listen to with your kids in the car. I know a lot of people have families, and I'm trying to be respectful of that. I have a really foul mouth. I was a Marine, and so I'm really trying to keep that under wraps. And that's why sometimes when I stop for a second, it's because I'm really just trying to uh, 
uh, think of a better way to say it without saying the bad word that's in my mind. Anyway, so that's why Lee Parsons is Kevin Durant of Algorand because Kevin Durant spent so much time he like he's been caught having burner phones where he he gets a a separate number or a separate Twitter account whatever and he'll comment on stuff to try and defend him from a phone that's not or from a Twitter account that's not his Twitter account. Like he'll just make up a fake Twitter. It's like catfishing, but he does it to uh like essentially defend himself, but like he's it blows it's 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 mind blowing everybody like a lot of people know who Kevin Durant is very successful athlete he played for the University of Texas he played for the Sonics he played for OKC when the Sonics moved to Oklahoma it's a really big deal uh and <laughs> he's he's a big deal and he wastes his time with people that don't matter they literally don't matter just random people on Twitter will be like man Kevin Durant doesn't have a good three point shot everybody nobody's enough I'm not going to argue with that Kevin Durant has a I mean I'm not going to uh like support that Kevin Durant has a great three point shot but he has a complex. He's a six foot eleven super athlete with a complex, and he'll fight these guys. And that's kind of the same vibe I got from Lee. And at the end of the day, it's just Lee is a. It might be you know whatever. It's whatever. I again, I, I'm a nobody. I really think I'm a nobody, and I don't think Lee Parsons should have even entertained anything I said. I think I should have been able to make my little comment, be a little critical of his leadership and his professionalism, and call it a day. And and for him to. Give me a pedestal. I mean, I got like four followers out of it. It was great. Anyway, that's my 18-minute Opulus Ethereum Sushi Swap rant. Um, moving on. So this week, I won the Pixel Guy raffle. And this is kind of unbelievable because I think I got on the second shuffle. I said raffle. I meant shuffle. I got on the second shuffle for Pixel Guys, and I uh, I lost. And then the next week, I lost. And I was like, man, I keep losing. And the people entering the shuffle was going up exponentially each week. It was like 200 the first week, 400 the next week, 800. Now it's like 1,000. I think I skipped a week, but you understand what I'm saying. A lot of people have really become interested in these pixel guys. And I did too because I found out – I think it's people are finding about this holder's bank concept they have, which is great. They um, Half of their royalties go into this holder's bank, and if you own – a pixel guy, you own, you know, 0.1% because there's going to be a thousand of them. So you own 0.1% of this holder's bank. So there's some, uh, there's some NFTs in there. I don't think there's any Mingos or Algoanas yet. They have people that are just gifting them NFTs. And, uh, as you eventually the community is going to vote on what to buy with the algo algos they have or Algor. I don't, I, I'm going to mispronounce things like crazy. I'm so glad I'm talking about pixel guys right now. Cause once we get to like, Mingos? Is that what they're called? Like MNGOs, yieldlings? I can say that, but Mingo, MNGO, Mongo? I don't, who knows Who knows what the vowels are in between the M, N, G, and O? Um, I guess the M and the G, or the M and the N, whatever. We, uh, I think it's funny as we go on here trying to pronounce things, like the, the community manager for, if y'all can hear this lawnmower, I'm so sorry. This guy already mowed the lawn outside my window and he's doing it again. And I don't understand why you have to mow the lawn twice in December, whatever, he's gone now, so, uh, there's let me a lot of funny things to pronounce, but anyway, so, the second week of this, uh, chef, of the shuffle for Pixel Guys, I told Aelia, A-E-L-I-A, Aelia, maybe it's Aelia, I think it's Aelia, I told them, I was like, hey, can you make a loser's channel, it, and I was just, my mic cut out again, so at this point, I don't even know why you're still listening, 
I told him we should make a losers channel, and we're and we kind of came up with the idea for if you hold a pixel guy, you can't comment in the losers channel. So what all those pe is people that complain how much of a loser they are. And then he said that I was like, since I came up with the idea, I was king of the losers, and it was kind of funny uh, in concept because I really leaned into that role. I like to think I'm kind of an easygoing, nice guy. Uh, you know, some people might disagree with that. I don't know. I, I, I'm if even if I'm I, this, I guess this is bad coming off of this critical take on what Lee Parsons is doing on Twitter, but. I really, even, I, you can tell, even if I'm critical of somebody, I'm going to try and approach it in a respectable, a respectful way. Like, I'm not going to say Lee Parsons probably hates his family or something, because that would be asinine, right? So I'm not someone that's going to make personal attacks, and I'm not a jerk. Well, I leaned into this lead loser role, and I was just, like, really kind of rude. Um, and people loved it. I, I, I don't know why. Like, I w it was kind of role-playing to an extent. Like, I was just being ridiculous. Like, I left, and I was like, GG effers, like, I'm out of here when I won the the shuffle but the point is i won the shuffle and i can't believe it like once i actually won the shuffle i started looking into like the odds and how many actual of these uh pixel guys there were and i was in i was actually absolutely floored like i feel so relieved and blessed that i was able to win that shuffle and be a part of that because now as i look more into the holders bank and all this it's it's really a cool concept i don't know if it's going to moon i don't know what algorand's going to do at this point like i'm really just kind of this is anarchy for me. I don't. I I hope all these NFTs become valuable. That'd be great. But really, like, I came here to Algorand and I was looking to make you know flip stuff quick. I was gonna buy. I saw. I came across Mingos and I was like, I'm gonna flip these. And then I met the community and I just fell in love. And I just stuck around for it. And now that's how I feel about Pixel Guys. And, and really, there's a lot of overlap between these communities. You know, uh, there's probably like 500 of us on Algorand that are really committed to this overlap of these communities and there's a lot of kind of common names and oh man they're doing that construction upstairs there's been more interruptions in this podcast than i think i would have ever wanted um but yeah so i won the pixel guy shuffle and it was it's super cool and i'm just glad to be a part of that community uh, my number one community will always be mingos stitch bob tim shout out um, those guys are great they constantly put forth a hundred percent effort to just create opportunities for the community to grow. It's not for them about this, you know, one time that they, you know, they just make these NFTs and like get out of here, which a lot of people do a really good job on that on Algorand. It's like, Hey, I made this NFT and it's going to drop you this token. And this token has this utility. Uh, a, a great example is uh, that I've recently gone to is Algo apes. They drop you these bananas when you buy these NFTs and then you spend the bananas to, uh, burn two out apes and get one new one or whatever and that's kind of cool because there's other people that do that there's school krakens where you can breed and that's really cool and you actually don't have to get rid of your nfts which is great so you keep these two adults and you make a baby it's called a bb <laughs> and uh you just need like this stone anyway there's a lot of different projects i'm, I'm going to talk about as many projects as possible uh but and I, I get sidetracked so easily. So you just have to bear with me. I'm going to get some feedback where people are going to probably say, hey, if you could just stay on one topic at a time, that'd be great. And I'm going to be like, hey, I'll try my best. So Tim and Stitch over at this uh, in the Mingo community are fantastic. I came to them one day and I was like, hey, you guys have all these shrimp. What if we did sports betting with it? And they're like, you're the bookie. Like it wasn't even like, there wasn't even a, a second thought from them. They were like, no, you need to do this. This is, this is great. Go for it. And I've leaned into it and it's, it's 
evolved over the past couple months and it's pretty awesome and they're just they're doing the shrimp games right now where it's based off squid game which can we just talk about how the beginning of squid game that logo and there's probably something culturally here i'm missing which i think i missed a lot of cultural things with squid game um from what i understand in korea there's there's a lot more like debt is looked at a lot differently there i guess in some ways and uh like it's I can't remember, my friend was telling me that he is a friend from Korea, and that's how he knew about this, but the, I can't remember, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, that I think debt is either really frowned upon, or it's like the society's built on it. But our society is built on debt, I feel like, so I feel like really, if it was about a society built on debt, I would understand it better. So I think maybe what the situation is, is in Korea, which I'm going to say South Korea, I call South Korea, Korea, because North Korea can go... Just, you can just assume whatever cuss words I'm saying about that. I, I can't stand North Korea. Uh, there's this lady. I shouldn't have her name. Off the, her last name is Park. And I've heard her speak about... She escaped North Korea. Terrible. We are going so far away from my original point. I've really got to work on this. But I'm going to finish this thought. The logo at the beginning of Squid Games looks nothing like a squid. It's just a square and a triangle. It, nothing about it looks like a squid. They could have called it poorly drawn house games. Anyway, so the shrimp games are really exciting. <laughs> the shrimp games is got me stoked. Uh, we're gonna just once a week have a bunch of shrimp killed off. I don't know how, but something really cool about Stitch and Tim is they made these shrimps, and the idea was for them to be have clawback. Which, if you don't know what clawback is, it basically means that the creator of the NFT you have can just take it back from you whenever they want. And so they were supposed to have clawback, and as these shrimps got killed off, they would actually take them from you. And um, something went wrong in the update after they sent them out or something, and the clawback was taken away. And it really, I think, was a hard thing to experience for Stitch and Tim because they'd created this project and they didn't want, they wanted this, the one last standing shrimp to be really special so they could keep going with this project and these games. And, you know, some people were like, oh, I don't really want to send my shrimp back to you. Like, this is a cool NFT. Why would you send it to me if you never wanted me to, if you wanted me to just send it back in the first place? And it was like, it's like become this whole thing. And I think I'm kind of disappointed in the community because some of us have kind of, I think Stitch and Tim work really, really hard to do things for the community and give back to the community. They could have made these yieldlings, mingos, and linglings and just threw them out there and just collect royalties, let them grow slowly, and they're they're really focused on building this community. And for us to kind of be like, um, not give back to them by just kind of helping them out with a simple mistake that happened, I think it was unfortunate. I'm going to leave it at that. I, I'm... I'm not here to witch hunt or peer pressure anybody. I think I've one guy felt kind of peer pressured by me, but I wouldn't hate him if he decided to keep the shrimps. But I think just think about what Tim and Stitch have done for this community and really make sure like we're working with them to build up this community. And it's probably not the best thing for the community if a bunch of people have this random NFT where everybody's going to come to the Discord and be like, hey, how many shrimp does the shrimp drop? And they're like, and we're going to probably, I'm going to not even acknowledge this existence. I'm like, you know, you have a shrimp NFT that's not from here. That, that wasn't made here. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, 
I'm really excited for shrimp games. I think it's gonna be super fun. I kind of like the fact that all this has happened just because like 400 of them were burned, so we have way better odds for this prize pot, which is a thousand or a hundred thousand yieldly. Listen, I love yieldly. I'm a yieldly fanboy. I think yieldly is gonna fund my retirement, and a um, hundred thousand of it sure would help. You know, right now it's like, all right, that's only two thousand dollars. Well, first of all, to me, two thousand dollars is a lot of money. Second of all. $2,000 right now. Who knows what that's going to be in a year, two years, ten years. Winning the shrimp games might like be a big change, you know, a game changer. Anyway, the odds of winning are very slim. But we all play the Yieldly uh, NFT lottery every week, and we play the Algo prize pool lottery every week. And I, everybody's going to say, well, I just get my APY rewards, and I don't really care about that lottery game well there's actually a lot of people that complain every time they lose i remember one wallet won like three times in a row because they had a ton of algorand uh staked on there and people were just like offended they were like i can't believe that this person won three times in a row it's like okay so would you have cared if three different people won it and then they're like no that would be fair okay but you're still not winning it so what do you care like it doesn't change your odds that person just had better odds because they had that's how it works Anyway, ran over. It's going to be a fun game. Uh, I think everybody should just send their shrimps in, and I'm literally looking forward to it. Uh, projects I'm in this week are uh, Tiny Trolls. Super fun. It's an instant shuffle. I'm obsessed with instant shuffles on Rand Gallery. There's confetti. It's a blast, and you just get this NFT, and you don't have to type Enter 3 on the Discord. I, I love that. Uh, another... Uh, project that I already mentioned is Ago Apes. They're doing uh, an instant shuffle, and I think it's a blast. I love Skull Kraken right now. I always love Mingo. I always love Yieldling. I'll tell you when I score one. It's just been kind of a slow market, I feel like, the last couple weeks. But typically, I'm wheeling and dealing a lot on those. I just haven't had any sales to give me more liquidity to buy more. Um, I got I, I won the Pixel Guy raffle. I'm really hoping to win that. I keep calling it a raffle. The Pixel Guy shuffle. I'm hoping to win that again this one, next week. And obviously, I'm hoping to win that. And uh, yeah. So we're, these are going to – typically I'm going to do these episodes once a week. I'm not going to stick to a specific time limit. Uh, I don't – I need more things to say each week. I'm So if you guys could want to give me ideas for stuff I can do, uh, that'd be cool. I do intend to long-term bring on some guests, but i got to figure out how to do my audio first before I even worry about getting somebody on who's, like, coming in through WebEx, and they have – landscaping going on around them you know so i don't know what that's going to look like but i'm really excited to maybe get some cool artists in here so i can interview them maybe some venture capitalists i don't know whoever wants to be on it i just think it'd be fun i'd much rather have a conversation with somebody i think i can get a co i think i can keep a conversation going with somebody way uh, a lot more easily than i can you know talk by myself because i can talk like i i i know how to talk a lot but i do think at a certain, there's a certain time limit for how much stuff I can talk about in one sitting, and I'm definitely going to have to, if I want to make this an hour long, you know, every time, I'm going to have to come up with some, <laughs> some extra stuff to talk about. But tell me what you guys think. I'm uh, at Brogletroll, B-R-O-G-L-E-T-R-O-L-L, -L. almost spelled my last name on accident, because it's a play on my last name. Uh, I'm at Brogletroll on Twitter and Discord. Hit me up if you don't already know me, if you do know me, and tell me what you want to hear about on here. I'm going to talk about different news. 
Oh, I did want to talk about Decipher. Decipher was so I didn't get to watch a lot of it. I was so busy, and I was it was disappointing. I told my wife, you know, we're uh, eight weeks pregnant, and I told her next year we are getting a plane ticket and we're getting a ticket to Decipher and we're going to Miami and we're gonna live it up in Miami and go to this thing because I want to just be a part of the experience and obviously network with people because I just love this community. I love Algorand and I love people that love Algorand. Uh, Decipher. There was some cool stuff though. There was that uh, some some highlights. I missed Yieldly's entire thing. I wanted to I, all I wanted to watch was Yieldly's chat, and I missed it. Really unfortunate. But I did catch unlocks, and that was kind of crazy. This guy was talking about this guy kind of presented Algorand in a new light. I forget his name, but he seemed legit. Where it's going to be, it, it has the potential to not only be like you know we're we're excited for national different nations to adopted as a currency and for it to be a very successful nft market and be used for all sorts of things but and you know for vertical integration and whatnot but to think about this algorand is something that people don't even know about like i think of aws i don't i don't know when i'm using aws and when i'm not and if you don't know what that is it's amazon's i think web service is that what it stands for probably not it's probably something fancier than that but it's basically again i'm not I, and I'm, I'm not a dev i don't know if you guys know that not a dev not an artist I'm just kind of a guy who is the filler. I've just showed up to be the filler, basically. But AWS runs a lot of things that I don't even realize are being ran by AWS. How many... And this guy was talking about, you know, if you have Best Buy rewards and miles from a car, credit card and different, like, royal... Or, uh, different rewards programs, how you can kind of tokenize that in the background and people will never know it. Like, they'd just be... He kind of he described it in a way where I don't think it would ever happen. But he was saying, you know, you go on Gmail and you have your email and your calendar, and then like this exchange where you can exchange different loyalty program tokens. What I don't know. That sounded a little crazy. I don't think it's going to be that mainstream where everybody's like, hey, I just I'm going to check my email, check my calendar, check my miles, and turn them into Best Buy points so I can go buy. I don't know how that, but they kind of they, after this another guy from Homium, I think it was called from Homium. I was talking about how you can tokenize the equity in your home. That's that is crazy, guys. If people are ever able to liquidate the equity without having to refinance their mortgage, I think that would be such a massive game changer. Um, you know, especially if you think about like if someone owns a house and they and they just cash out, it, you're you're stuck dealing with a bank. You know, if people actually bought into the equity of your home somehow and it became this kind of like I know we're not really ever gonna get to this decent. I don't. I don't know if we're gonna get to this decentralized thing. I hope. I wish. I wish everything was just, you know, truly a free decentralized market. But I think at a certain point, somebody's gonna make sure they have the grips on this stuff. But being able to these unlocks, they were talking about tokenizing these loyalty rewards or this, you know, whatever um, equity in your home and fine art, which I'm never gonna own fine art, so I don't care that as much about that but it's pretty amazing if someone wants to buy like a fine piece of art for their wall and then they can liquidate that to buy more art you know you're not you don't have value just stuck on your wall you can actually liquidate and create fiat or whatever it is or is it fiat i don't know to actually spend on things i thought that was super cool um i was really into that i was really into the banter between i forget i <laughs> There was like the, uh, man, I'm not even going to try and remember their names, but there was a lot of good discussion that I really enjoyed. 
there was some Solana slander I enjoyed. That was pretty funny. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest, like, I'm definitely a maxi for Algorand, but I'm not, like, against other blockchains. I think everybody's going to work together eventually because people are just going to have the blockchain, like, they started on and they're going to be committed to it. And if it works for them, it works for them. I do think this idea that different blockchains have give and take, I do think Algorand doesn't really have any take. It seems like it's a lot of give. It's like, it solves the trilemma. Um, it solves a lot of issues that I see, but I'm, I'm not as deeply understanding as some people are of how any of this stuff works. So yeah, Decipher was pretty cool. Um, it, I don't think it was like as explosive as anybody thought. Everybody thought Algo was just like, Decipher was going to come here, and for some reason non-Algorand people were going to watch Decipher and suddenly buy it. Like, everybody that's watching Decipher is already invested in Algorand. So the idea that that would like bring in you know, outside people was probably far-fetched. Uh, and a lot of people were thinking they were going to announce... Uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to get the letters mixed up. A CBDC or a C, whatever it is. And I think people were let down that they didn't. But that's because they set their expectations higher than what they were told to set their expectations for. It was a good thing. It was a good thing to see the future of Algorand. But this is... Guys, we're not... We're not it's kind of a... Cli Man, that's so loud. It's kind of a cliche, but this is not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? And so to expect that... You know, you need to look... You need to just think... What I'm thinking is just like 10 years from now, 10 years from now, what will Algorand be? That's what I expect, 10 years from now. 10 years from now, I want to be able to log into Yieldly and be like, yo, that's a lot of money. And hopefully be able to take that money, which by money I mean Algos or Yieldly, and spend it directly on something. That's what I want 10 years from now. I just want to be richer and be able to not, I, wanna, I don't want to have to turn my algos into dollars. I want to be able to go somewhere and be like, hey, here's how much algos I have. Here's my gains. Get me with my gains tax, even though it's a currency. I don't really understand how that's going to work, but... And let me buy a mansion in Lambos, you know? Whatever. But I, I, I think we really need to level our expectations. There's a pretty wise saying that my a good friend of mine always tells me. He's kind of a mentor of sorts. And he always says that we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in one year and we underestimate what we can accomplish in five years and in we're not even one year in on these algorand nfts like just think about five years from now it's 10 times what we've kind of we, we've been in this I, I haven't been in it for six months but i know like the average amount of time that people have been in on this kind of algorand nft concept has been about six months Multiply it, our, it feels like forever, dude. It feels like forever ago we did this, ro this rug instant shuffle by Tim. That was just a few weeks ago. It feels like it was a long time ago. Now we got instant shuffles everywhere. and this, it, I mean, we are innovating so fast that if you could just take that six months and multiply it by 10 and think about five years from now what everything's going to look like, it's going to be it's, it's going to be incredible. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so convicted at this point that... When Algorand goes down, like it went down to dollar fifty, and I was like, "Sweet, I'm gonna get some algos. Let's go." And then it went. I thought I was gonna go back up to two twenty, you know, and it just went up to a dollar seventy-five, and then it went back down to a dollar sixty-five, and I was like, I was like, you know, bummed, but I was, I just keep thinking that, like, we're, we are so, we really are so early. People are like, oh, you know, Algorand might, 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 you know, pass up, uh. 
ADA. Maybe it passes up Cardano and it goes to $11. A, like, who cares? You know? Like, the potential of Algorand, I think its ceiling is far surpasses Ethereum. It surpasses Bitcoin. Like, Bitcoin's ceiling doesn't make sense to me. Just a store of value with some historical data. Imagine once Algorand has some historical data. Like, it's just so new, man. We're just so early. You just gotta hang in there and just relax. Don't invest what you can't lose. And, you know, I think my, 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 we're having the baby in January. And my wife's like, we're probably gonna have to pull some of that crypto money out. And I was like, babe, we're not pulling any crypto money out. I was like, I'll go, I'll go Uber if I have to, to, to make ends meet. Like, we are putting in, we are not taking out. And that's, that's strictly what we're gonna do. And I know that sounds crazy, but you need to understand that I just feel so strongly convicted that 10 years from now, this is all going to pay off. I, I feel like it'll, it could pay off five years from now. But right now, what we need to do is just buckle down and only put in and not take out. But listen, if you have to, if you have to pull something out, don't stress it. Like, I'm going to do everything I can to not do that, but I'm not going to... If you make profits, a win's a win, right? So, I don't know. I'm just trying to be encouraging. I think people get defeated. It's easy to get defeated. And I say people, I mean me too. It's easy to feel defeated sometimes when things, you know, crash, you know, I think a 20% dip is definitely a crash, and it's scary, it's scary because we believe in this so much, and a lot of us have put a lot of, not only fiscal, you know, money into it, but we've also put in our time, and like devotion sometimes, you know, like, this is really, we're really committed and believe in this, and it can really, it can be a little draining when it just takes a little dip, you know, or, I mean, when it crashes, so. If you were expecting after Decipher for Algo to go up to $5, first of all, I'm sorry it didn't happen. Um, second of all, hang in there, man. We're all in this together, and some people come in here, and they're already super rich, and this is just another thing for them. And some of us, this is our, we hope this is our Bitcoin. We hope that, you know, we hope it's 2013, and we're buying these things for dollars. I don't know how much it was in 2013. Maybe 2016 is more, more sensible whatever bitcoin was at whatever year it was when bitcoin was two dollars um but just hang in on there man just uh, and and just think about whatever if, if just I, I just hope some people are listening to this and they're not discouraged that we took this big we tanked and then also the nft market on augurine right now is slow right now it just is and it's the holiday season and people are busy and people are not only busy but they're probably trying to save some money for Christmas, um, at least in America, so that's kind of my reasoning behind it, but, ah, this was a tough first episode, I had my headset quit out like four different times, I'm sure it was glaringly obvious, it is what it is, I'm not gonna stress about it, I hope this isn't like hard to listen to, I hope this is easy to listen to, I'm gonna try and make this better, it's gonna be a weekly podcast, looking forward to some interviews with some other people, some you know, prominent figures, and um, I also have some ideas uh, for, like, reverse interviews. I think it'd be really fun if there's somebody that I bring on that doesn't know anything about crypto, and they kind of ask me questions, and I try to ELI5 it for them, which, really, I don't understand anything unless you ELI5 it for me, so that's probably all I can do anyway. But... This is it. This is what we're going to go for. This is how we're going to do it. And, uh, guys, please follow me on Twitter, at BrogleTroll. Please tell me what you think. Tell me how I can prove. But I want to make... There wasn't a podcast for, for Algorand. I couldn't find one that was, you know, 
I just couldn't find one that was only Algorand. Every time I searched Algorand on Spotify, it was just a bunch of other, you know, uh, crypto. It was crypto podcasts on a large scale, and I just they're just going to talk about accelerated, uh, accelerated whatever it was, and you know, I don't like that. It, the, people I've seen people call Algorand a stable coin, which is funny because it's really not a stable coin, but sometimes it acts like one. So. As soon as someone says said it was a stable coin on this one podcast I listened to, I just turned it off. I was like, this is stupid. So any ideas you have, if you're going to tell me to try and stay on track, please don't waste your breath. You're just preaching to the choir. I need to be better at staying on track. I probably should map out my plan for what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to get better about that. Um, but for this episode, I really just wanted to kind of test things out. I might not even release this. If you're hearing this right now, it's because I just really went for it episode stay tuned because they're probably gonna get worse if you loved it please uh you know i don't i'm probably gonna put it on spotify i probably should make it youtube i don't know we're gonna see how this evolves but for now this is what it is and if you made it this far i guess i'll make you some more episodes see you guys next week later